When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Running It Straight here on ECNZ for another Wednesday. Big shout out to everyone watching on YouTube Live. You can drop a comment there or you can text us in on double eight double three. We're at finals time. We are at finals time. And uh, if I told you back at the start of the year that Warriors uh, that the Warriors were going to finish inside the top eight, you might have been a little bit surprised. If I told you they were going to finish inside the top four, you probably would have laughed me out of the door. But here we are <laughs> uh, ahead of the first round. Kempe sitting in fourth position with a trip to Penrith on Saturday for game one of the finals. It's, uh, it's a little bit hard to believe when you think back to where we were, you know, even 12 months ago. 12 months ago, 24 months ago. I think when you look at it, after 27 rounds, it probably could have been a little bit better. I think I thought we could have ended up uh, a little bit higher than fourth, and we always said that it would come down later on in the round semi to the uh, back end of the, the competition, especially the last week of the competition where you saw the Roosters jump inside the eight. We wrote them off five weeks ago, yep. um, and they've come in, and, and South Sydney, who we picked at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, to be top of the table, finishing top, um, and really threatening uh, Penrith, out of the eight and and nowhere to be seen also, the Cowboys. So it's Mm. been a really interesting 27 rounds under the new format with the Dolphins who no one picked to to actually win a game. Just, you know, I I reckon the the talk of the year, if you're talking about the most improved team, well, it has to be the Dolphins um, coming in under under Wayne Bennett. But, yeah, what a season for the Warriors, finishing fourth up against the Premiers, going for three, um, a three-peat. Uh, this year and looking really, really good after last week's game. I, I was just talking to um, one of the boys about that, getting rid of the Cowboys early because you don't want them inside the eight because they were playing for an eighth position. Mm. And we head to Penrith and uh, under the Blue Mountains trying to get a job done against a team that, uh, listening to Nathan Cleary last night, um, saying that even more so they want this one than in the other two. Interesting. I uh, yeah, it, it, I almost think that the Warriors deserve to have sort of finished in third as well, Kim, because had they played the full-strength team against the Dolphins, I think they'd get the job done. So if not for the rest, they probably even would have finished higher. Um, we're going to catch up with Matty Johns. We, we love catching up with Matty when things get to the business end. So we're going to do that in around about 10 minutes' time. We'll go through the finals games with Matty uh, and get his take on how it might all play out. Kempi and I are going to really dive into uh, the Warriors-Panthers uh, from around about 2.30 and just really get stuck into how this Warriors team breaks down the Penrith Panthers where the key areas are and uh, and how on Saturday at 8pm we might be looking at a Warriors win and it would then be a home prelim final two weeks later which uh, would just be fantastic but uh, just for just until we get to Matty Kempe I wanted to talk just a little bit about how that season did finish up. Uh, teams down the bottom I think when me and you did our ladder predictions uh, Tigers, Dragons um, certainly right, de- right towards the bottom uh, Dolphins weren't far off either some people had them as wooden spooners and then when you look at teams like uh, the Titans uh, the Seagulls, it was that big question if they've got Tommy, if they don't have Tommy they've sort of finished where they've finished uh, the Bulldogs maybe a little bit of a surprise I think some of us had them higher this year, we thought maybe they'd be just in, in behind the 8 in sort of a 9 or 10 position if they were to improve under Cameron Serraldo but not to be Yeah look I, I think when you look at 19, 11 and 12, the Rabbitohs, the, the Eels the Cowboys and the Seagulls, a lot of people at the beginning of the year had them inside the 8 100%. so you've got them kicked out 
out out of the eight and obviously pushed down those teams that, uh, you know, no one had really had Canberra there this year. Uh, the Knights have been a massive surprise winning nine in the row. And, of course, the Warriors sitting in third position. I think everyone else um, you would have had inside your, your eight there. But, you know, the, the Titans, the Bulldogs, the, the Dragons and the Tigers have been the disappointing teams this season. I think the Titans, the, the amount of money that they've spent up yep. there, uh, getting for feeder on the edge, um, they've signed uh, for for Smulei again, and and bringing up Kieran Form from Manly to try and stabilise a ship just didn't really eventuate. And and you could be saying the same thing about Canterbury because their bigger off scene signing and kick out was to shore up that left edge with Matt Burton. Matt Burton, I, I feel, is the most overrated player in the competition. Yeah. Uh, does Stephen Crichton go there next year? Does Jerome Luai follow him? That's the that's the big off uh, um, off field question because apparently he's been offered a, a contract with Penrith that. Um, is probably 300 grand short of where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think where the tables ended up, uh, yeah, given the back end of the season, the biggest surprise for me, no rabbits. Like, no South Sydney with the likes of Latrell Mitchell, the perennial chokers when you think about it. They, yeah. They've been there. They were a game away last year from winning it. Um, since they went there, I can't remember the year when Isaac Luke missed it through suspension and Upper Curacao played hooker. Sam Burgess picked up player of the day against Canterbury. They just have been so um, such a disappointment. And I, I think you've got to say under Demetrio this year finishing ninth, they're the, probably the biggest loser of the year. Yeah, well, when, you, when I put them up against the Eels, I'm not... Totally surprised that the Eels did struggle a little bit. Given I know they were grand finals last year, but they lost four or five guys from their squad. Um, not gutted, but certainly some big names, which I thought may may sort of hinder them this year. I still had them in the eight. But see, for the Rabbitohs, they've they've kept that team together for the best part of three years now. Like they they almost don't lose. They haven't lost anyone really from that team. They still have Damian Cook. They got Cody Walker, Latrell, Campbell, Graham, Alex Johnston. Like these guys haven't moved on. Um, and you know. Sometimes you look at players moving around and say that's why teams struggle. The Rabbitohs don't really have an excuse. Well, well, Demetrio needs to be you know held accountable for letting Adam Reynolds go. You're going to argue that Adam Reynolds has gone up and he's put put the glue back in the the Brisbane side with the young side, mm. the likes of Carrigan, Hass, the likes of you know um, the young young blokes out back, Reese Walsh and so forth. Cobbo, he's brought them together and he's got them you know to the top of the table a week out from the competition and finishing second and looking like a, a grand final. Uh, team and with the Eels, you're right. You know they lost some big players in Reed Marnie. Um, you, you look at the way that Lane played the shears in and out of it. Of course, Papa Lee went to the West Tigers. I've lost a bit of strike there and haven't really kicked on the the, the off field stuff with Mitchell Moses. Um, two really disappointing sides. But for the Rabbits, given Reynolds, if you go back to the the start of their problems, that's their biggest problem. Mm. You know, Elise is going to be a good player. I guarantee you that. But to get Reynolds when he's Basically showing them, oh, look, I'm still a, I'm still a premiership winning halfback. He could t- actually take the Broncos all the way this year if he does that. Then I'd, I'd say uh, the Rebels will make some changes, mate. Definitely. Uh, as I said, you can text me anytime on double eight double three. You can uh, drop a line on the YouTube channel as well. We will get to those a little bit later on, and very shortly going to catch up with Maddie Johns, talk finals, and uh, walk through those games. Just before we do get to the break, though, Kempi Penrith wrapping up another minor premiership, their third in a row. Everyone knew and thought Penrith were going to be you know, one of the best teams in the NRL, but I don't know if anyone had them as minor premiers this year, just given some of the players that they did lose and kick out and chorus out, et cetera. Here they are, top of the ladder once again. Do you give that credit to, to Ivan Cleary? Well, I think so. I think you give, it to, you give credit to their development program. This is a legacy club. You know, like if they win three 
competitions in a row, which is pretty hard to do these days under the salary cap. Uh, first time it's been done in 40 years, then you have to take it and say, like, the way that they've built this club and created the legacy and the way that Ivan's been, been able to pull these kids together over the last three years has to go down as one of the greatest achievements achievements ever. Mm. Um, yes, they lost Kikau. Yes, they lost Curacao. But the players that have come in in their place, like, who would have thought that Sorensen would be the type of player that he is out on that left edge? I looked at Stephen Crichton, the way that he played last week. Like, he has actually, I reckon, in the last month, become the premier centre mm-hmm. of the competition. So he's going to be really hard to stop Saturday night. Um, but for me, Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yell, they've led that team around the co-captains. Uh, I'll give you my my um, take on where the game's going to be won in a short while. But f- just the the sol- I guess the solidity of that team being kept and the, and the bulk of it being kept together, yes, they've lost Kikau and Curacao. Uh, has really got them another minor premiership this year. And they are hot favourites mm. to win another one. Mm. I've got to say that. Um, they're paying twenty-one at the moment. The TAB uh, up against the Warriors, I think at four twenty-five. I think that's a fair indication of where they're at. And based on their team, you know, both teams have come back at full strength, given that they're 5'8". So the sixth position of Co- uh, Cogger and Tamari Martin, other than that, the, you'd probably say, well, these are the two teams that I pick at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So it's a very interesting um, first game for the Warriors. Uh, it's probably the toughest one out of the lot. We're going to talk a lot about it between 2.30 and 3. But we'll take a short break when we come back. Matty Johns is going to join us. Uh, we're going to run through these four games over the weekend, get his take on everything. If you've got any questions, you can text those through or jump on the uh, YouTube live channel. We will be back with Maddie right after this. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Welcome running it straight here on SCNZ. Uh, Sammy and Kempi taking you through until three. Lots of uh, comments coming in on YouTube and on the text machine 8833 for our next guest. Great friend of the show now. Kempi, Maddie Johns out of Australia. G'day, Maddie. Sammy, Kempi, how are you, lads? Mate, we're doing very I'm going to hit you with one right off the bat, Maddie. Comes He's in excited, from, Maddie. Comes in from Chris that says, I want to know <laughs> where Maddie had the Warriors at the start of the season. Uh, at best, mid-table, yeah. I thought. Um, yeah, I did. I, do you know what? The last, it was funny because when Sean went back, uh, well, well, firstly, the Sharks had a decision to make with Sean. Do they keep him or Matty Moylan at the time? And everyone was like, you know, Sean's gone. It was funny. I thought that Sean Susan, he had the, the, the Sharks. I thought he was outstanding until he did his Achilles tendon. Um, but, you know, coming back at that age from an Achilles tear is a really big challenge. Uh, but, look, I, I think even Sean's greatest admirers would look and just be blown away by the season he's had. And it would also add for Neil Blake. Is, you know, there's no... You know, Carrigan and Hass are a great, great one-two combination, but he's every bit as good as those two blokes. So now I had them. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not ashamed to say I had them at mid-table at best. Yeah, and and they've surprised everyone, Matty. Hey, um, the other ones that you we spoke to you right at the beginning of the year were the the teams whose wheels never fell off, and that was the Broncos who finished second up against the Storm on Friday night. But the Storm seemed to have the the wood on the Broncos. Oh. Do you think that they can come back after seven days? I go match each match each other, you know, um, strike for strike across the board, and the storm can go up there and get the job done. Mate, I Kempi, I I've just got a gut feel the Broncos will win this one. I you know, but fourteen games in a row, Storm have beaten them. Uh, storm have beaten them every time in Suncorp Stadium since two thousand and nine. 
So there's some mental hurdles to jump for the Broncos, but it's just a different side can be like this. This Broncos side uh, are looking like the Broncos sides of the '90s. They're big and really strong. They've got great speed. You got Reynolds playing that role that uh, Alfie played. Mam and Walsh are just electric. Uh, and and the, but the big one for the Broncos. I mean, you look at the spine from the from the Melbourne Storm. You know the huge threat, very run-centric with Jerome and Munster and Harry Grant and so on. But the big one for the Broncos is, is just the fact that they, how explosive their pack is. Melbourne, Melbourne's pack, they will, they'll grind and graft for the full 80 minutes. You know, they can grind as, as well as anyone and, and hold their own, but they just, I think they lack explosiveness, where the Broncos have got a lot of it. Like that, that, as a, those two blokes I said about before, Carrigan and Haas, um, as far as a one-two combination and go forward, I haven't seen any better. Mm. I think, yeah, one of the best packs in the comp, Eddie, and, uh, and they've got, uh, well, the Storm have got a job cut out for them on Friday night. We'll, we'll leave the uh, Panthers-Warriors to last. Sharks-Roosters, Saturday night, 9.50. Lots made about uh, the, the venue for that game, probably more than yep. the actual matchup itself. But uh, flying high, the Roosters, who Kempi and I were just talking about before, five weeks ago we had written them off. We said, that's it, they're done. Um, they're not going to make the eight. Here they are on a charge uh, against the Sharks yep. side that have been, you know, still a little bit up and down in 2023, but they are inside the eight. What are you what are you sort of picking for Saturday night uh, up at uh, Shark Park? It's it's a tough one. Firstly, on the Shark you know, the Shark Park situation, everyone's saying, "Oh, they should move the game to Allianz." I mean, oh, mate, like you've got to be kidding! Why would you like? Why would you surrender your home ground and then hand it over to the opposition's um, home ground? Know, their, their home ground. Yeah. Like it's different if, like, you're right. I imagine you're playing the Broncos and say, "Well, you moved Allianz." You'd have a you you you'd consider it. But to play the Roosters and give them the home ground advantage, like there's, there's just no way that you would do it. Um, look, on, uh, I think I think that the person that symbolises the improvement in the Roosters has been Brandon Smith, and uh, like Brandon, Brandon's been he, he's starting to hit. Well, he's hit top form, and, and he's made such a difference to the football side. Just punching through the middle, and, and that's made a massive difference to Sam Walker since he's come back. Is Brandon, that, those runs, that penetration offloads he does through the middle of the park, it's, it sparks that offload, ad-lib football, which suits Sam. And I reckon a little bit like the Roosters, they've just scaled everything back a little bit. For most of the year, for three quarters of the year, they were, just, they were so structured and they were so sideways, but they're, they're starting to get it right. Tedesco, uh, of course, um, has hit for two weeks ago before he... Uh, had the spell was outstanding, and Manu comes back this week. So I've got to go for the Roosters. What about uh, our boys, Matty, up in, up in Newcastle? It's it's like revisiting the old days. You know, Malcolm Riley, you get full stadiums. The boys are on a roll. They've won nine in a row. Um, and KP's hit, the, hit, hit his straps. Given that, that that shoulder injury may be a little bit of a worry, do you think they can mm. go deep? Kempi, I do. This, look, I, I've said this for the last month. Every time they play against a side, I'm going, oh, I'm nervous about this one. But I am nervous about this one. I mean, you consider this, like, so full house in Newcastle, Kempi, and you know what that's mm. like, fanatical hometown support. Nine in a row, Ponga playing the best football of his career. Raiders fatigued and undermanned. I mean, what could go wrong? But that, that is, you know, all that is exactly in Ricky Stewart's sweet spot. Um, 
and and so and you know like the playing in front of a home crowd with that sort of expectation that that puts pressure on the Knights as well. I just, they've just got to hold their nerve in this one, Kempy. Like I remember, mate, I was telling I was telling the boys a story the other day. Well, you would have played in the game 1990, and you blokes were on a roll, and it was you played Penrith at home, and there yeah. was a full house because yeah. there was a celebration. Scored a couple there, day. Yeah, you wow. got a couple, Cappy. I don't know if that's the HIA kicking in there, Matty. But, uh... <laughs> I, I, actually, Cappy, I think you're talking in 92 there. This is 1990. <laughs> so, but it was, there was a celebration for all the people uh, all the people who had done heroic things during the Newcastle earthquake in 89. Yes, And it was right. a huge celebration. Anyway, the Panthers arrived. The Panthers were out of form. Phil Gould didn't take them to the ground. They went down to Nobby's Beach, had a bit of a run along the sand, a bit of a warm-up along there. They taped themselves up on the bus and arrived five minutes before the game and ambushed us and beat us. Mm. And my, my con- the only thing is the Ricky Stewart factor. Like, Ricky all week over here has been saying, look, no one's given us a chance, which he's right. Uh, no one wanted us in the finals. Um you know, people have already written us off, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. You just see, like, he's building the siege mentality. Now, if Newcastle, if our pack can go out there and, and, and emulate what they've done in the last couple of months, we'll win the football game because we'll, they'll, they'll give uh, Kale and that freedom that all he needs is a bit of space and time. But still, you know, regardless, of, you've got to get, get out there and you've got to get out there and win the football game. You've got to get out there and play your best football. It's just not going to be handed to you. Mm. Well, Kimby's got two uh, bites of the cherry this weekend, Matt. He's got a big puffer jacket on at the moment and whoever wins, Warriors or Knights, he's just going to take it off. and there'll be, there'll be so- Yeah, flip it inside out. There'll be something Dave, underneath there. Yeah, One of them will win. <laughs> the Panthers-Warriors, uh, the one we haven't covered off, Matty, of course, and the one that everyone uh, is interested and excited about on this side of the ditch. You know, I'm not sure how they sort of run the ticket sales over in Sydney, but if it's open slather, I would imagine a lot of Kiwis and a lot of Warriors fans will be making their way to Bluebed on Saturday at 6.05. Mate, do you, do you give the Warriors any chance? Oh, we've lost them, have we? We'll just try and get Matty back there. Oh, he's um, jumped off. Maybe I offended him. You're scared, with, uh, you're scared <laughs> him, mate. Scared him you're scared him. He wanted to keep <laughs> talking about Newcastle. <laughs> wow, mate, yeah, why not? Um, oh, we got you back there, Matty. We got him back. We got you back. Okay. So, yeah. Did I offend you? Oh, got, mate, Trish doesn't play, pay our bills. <laughs> we just sort of wait for catch up. So. Sure, but, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward, mate. They're well done to the NRL for moving the game so that, you know, the, I think the game will be shown at 6 o'clock in New Zealand as opposed to 9.30 at night. Uh, look, look, there's no doubt the Warriors um, up against you. You're playing the defendant, defending premiers. I, I reckon... And Campy, you'll back this up. I reckon what's really important for the Warriors, if they're going to cause an upset, they've got to, they've got to upset the rhythm of Nathan Cleary. Mm-hmm. If they if they leave Nathan to his own devices, right, he'll 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 just do whatever he wants, you know, and he, he'll kick the Warriors to death and push them around the park, the Panthers, and they're very once he starts to get going, they're they're almost impossible to beat. But They've got to find a way to pressure him. And if you go back, the example I use, in 2016, the year the Sharks won the competition, whenever they come up against the Melbourne Storm, the Sharks knew the way to stop Melbourne is they had to disrupt Cooper Cronk. 
Now, there's a lot of similarities between Cooper and Nathan. Both of them watch a lot of tape. Both of them, in their own minds, have almost got that GPS of how they want the game to go, and you've just got to deny them that. Now, Wade Graham was the bloke who used to get Cooper. Whenever Cooper called the football at first receiver, Wade Graham would absolutely zero in on him from, from the inside. And, you know, and Kemper, you know when you're a ball player and they're hitting you from the inside in your blind spot, and you know, it just takes away your time, and they're sort of hitting you side on in the ribs. And even Cooper admitted that it used to rattle him. Mm. You know, because he couldn't see Wade coming, he was always rushed and always was waiting for that hit. And it used to put him off his game. The Warriors have to do similar with Nathan. They've got to get him. They've got to hit him hard. They've got to put him on the ground. And I understand, you know, with Penrith, the Penrith have got a lot of blokes who can do stuff. There's Isaiah Yao. There's Edwards and so on and so forth, but Nathan is the centerpiece player. Now, you know, very few people are giving the Warriors a chance, but mate, the Warriors have got the pack and they've got the talent to cause an upset here. But they've got to go out there and they they just can't go out there and do. You hear coaches say all the time, "Ah, oh, we'll just go out there and go about our processes." If you, if they just go out against Penrith and have the idea, we'll just do what we've been doing all year and just go about our processes they won't win Mm. they've got to elevate themselves a little further and they've got to come up with a plan to upset nathan cleary i tell you what Matty, just from the uh, response we've been getting on uh, on the youtube channel and on uh, on text there's a lot of hope uh, and belief from warriors fans and i'm sure the uh, the team will be feeling that as well mate just before we let you go the great news for finals football is that we got tons of guys coming back from uh, from injuries and eagles paddy kerrigan back for the broncos ryan pappenhausen for the storm uh caitlin pong is back for the knights mate who who are you looking at to to shine throughout the finals from uh, you know from across the eight teams well look Oh, and I'm not saying this because of, um, you know, because I'm talking to you guys across the dish, but I think most, uh, not like a, first and foremost, it's Newcastle and it's it's Caelan Ponga, you know, um, Newcastle man first and foremost. But I think everyone over here would, you know, even if they've got a side in the finals, would love to see the Warriors uh, make a huge run through. Like there is, mate, honestly, it's. It's the best story in rugby league, what is happening over there at the moment. Uh, the popularity of the game, uh, everything that's going on, it's quite amazing, I believe, that just uh, just all the love the Warriors are getting and all the publicity, which is amazing, because we're, you know, we're on the eve of a Rugby Union World Cup. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, look, Sean Johnson, I'd love to see uh, Sean hit his top forward and, and Fanil Blake. I, I love Fanil Blake. Blake as a player, big and as a, he's aggressive. He was terrific and manly. He was a young bloke there. He had some discipline problems at times during the game, but boy, oh boy, he's, he's peaked over there. So, yeah, they're the two, Blake. Johnson Johnson and Pyre, they're the two guys that I'd love to have uh, see have big final series. Yeah, two great Kiwis, Manny. I've got to say, Ponga and Johnson. And Netflix are looking at a movie. Uh, Sean Johnson having a deep run through the finals, bringing it back to New Zealand would be the icing on the cake. Thanks a lot for joining us uh, this afternoon on Running It Straight, Matty. Look forward to the finals and uh, especially listen to your comments all the way through it. Cheers, mate. Good on you, Campy. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Matty. There you go. Matty John's joining us. Great privilege uh, to have him on the show and some great analysis of the finals games as well. We're going to take a break for New Sport and Weather. When we come back, we're digging in to uh, Warriors-Panthers on Saturday. You can text through any questions or thoughts you might have on three or on our YouTube channel. Uh, talking Warriors-Panthers between now and three. News, Sport and Weather up next.
It is 27 minutes away from three here on Running It Straight. Big shout out to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Uh, lots of messages coming in on uh, on double eight double three and the YouTube. We'll get to them very very shortly. But let's have a look at the team lists named last night by uh, Andrew Webster and Ivan Cleary. The Warriors, I would say, probably the uh, as close to full strength as they have been this entire season. Kempi, maybe a suggestion that you put Luke Metcalf at six instead of Tamari Martin. But if you're looking at the team that started the year, uh, this was pretty much the uh, this, the run on side that Andrew Webster would have liked. So Chance Nickel Cook started the number one. Dallin and Marcelo Montoya, the two wingers. Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey in the centres. Then Tamari Martin and Sean in the halves. Adam Fanor, Blake Mitchell, Barnett in the props. Swade Egan, the number nine. Then Jackson Ford, Maratini Akore, and Toru Harris in the back row. Dylan Walker, Jazz Tavanga, Bailey Surinan, Josh Courage. Uh, current on the interchange. So, firstly, uh, what do you make of the 17 can be, but also uh, the interchange, which uh, is lacking probably one of those bigger props like a Bunty or a Tom Ali. Andrew Webster clearly targeting speed and stamina um, for this weekend. Yeah, look, I think I think what he's what he's targeting is he's targeting a side that can actually go out and stop the front row of um, of Moses Liotta and, and James Fisher Harris and the impact of Liam Martin and Scott Sorensen up up front. Um, and I, th- I think if you were talking at the beginning of the year with Tamari Tum- Martin, you'd actually say this is the best team that they can field, mm-hmm. uh, given that they they really haven't got a designated player that can fill in for Wade Egan. So the job um, that Bailey Surinan's uh, d- done so far, if he if they do need to uh, move Wade Egan, uh, is is adequate. It's not significant, but it's adequate. So it does cover uh, Wade Egan um, and, and Touchwood. We don't lose him too early if there's an HIA because that will be um, a major problem for the Warriors going into this game uh, against Penrith. But you know, on paper, you know, the team, you couldn't pick picked a better team. The questions you have is like, how is Tohu's knee? I think the back yep. back thing was a um, just a, a joker that was thrown out there to protect protect uh, Toru Harris. If you're a coach, you'd go, well, he hasn't had a back problem. I'm pretty sure that you're just, you know, the knee may be a little bit um, a little bit tender. you got Tamari, Tamari Martin was a bit scratchy last week. You give him that, you know, you haven't got the good players around him. Uh, as soon as he played short, so if you remember, he went down that left edge, he goes short to Josh Curran. Josh Curran goes through. They find that 80-metre that try. That's the game that Webby would bring back to Tamari Martin. He'll say, mate, get rid of the long passes, play short, put him back under again when you need to, or just hit him on a on a short ball. You don't need to cut out passes. Tamari tidies that part of the game up. But Matty's hit, uh, hit the nail on the head. Like, if you don't stop the go forward, there's 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 a way to do this. If you don't stop the go forward, um, and the front foot football, you can't get you can't get to Cleary. And if you can't get to Cleary, then he opens up the edges. And the edges for me are, are where we they've got us. You know, if you look yeah. at Steve Crichton, Brian Tor, Isaac Targo last week when he came back was absolutely outstanding. Um, and you throw in the the two players of Sorensen and of course Martin, it's very scary on both edges of the football field. Uh, so there needs to be a job done in the middle of the park. I think Aidan Fanua Blake and Tor Harris they they get as much minutes as possible out there. Mitch Barnett has been really good. Jackson Ford's had a couple of weeks off. So he's fresh as. And Maratunu Okore will play a bit of football in the middle of the park. I think when you'll see one of the changes when you're talking about Bunty or Four, uh, and they need someone bigger in the middle, it's actually Maratunu Okore. So they'll move him into the middle of the park and they'll put Josh Curran out onto that edge 
um, along with Jazz Tavaga and Dylan Walker and use that rotation to try and keep the momentum going when they do make those 20-minute, 60-minute changes. Mm, the uh, the Penrith team, you've, you've, you've rattled off pretty much most of them. The only real cha- well, the only real out for them is uh, Jerome Luai, Jack Cogger, starting at the number six. He's had a handful of games for Penrith this year, Kempe, but do you think it's as simple as if you can shut down Nathan Cleary, Jack Conger does it? Because I would say if Jerome Luai was there, it doesn't matter if you shut down Nathan Cleary because Jerome will just run the cutter himself. But Jack Cogger, does he offer enough for Penrith that if you shut down Nathan, he can still be a threat to them? Well, you know, when you're looking at that and you're asking about like, who is the player that this, this final series is made for, it's actually Jack Cogger. You know, and you look at, you look at no one's talked about the two number sixes here, you know, because while you talk about shutting down um, Nathan Cleary, what do you think Penrith are talking about? Because it's exactly the same with Sean Johnson. If you get to Sean Johnson, you make him play quicker, mm. and he and he's got people coming at his inside and his inside um, foot uh, of the kicking foot and all that sort of things. And things start to change for the Warriors. So it's a bit of tick for tat there. And and then when it comes to your five eights, they start to play a massive part in this game if the two halfbacks are put under a bit of pressure. Jack Cogger and the team that he's got around him, um, I think, can do that. You know, I don't I, th- I don't think having him in the side is that big a loss. Um, you know, as far as Jerome Lua and the job that he can do. Uh, and again, if you look at last week's game, the way that they, they tied it up, you know, mate, it's I know it's easy to say you've you got to get to Nathan Cleary. It's actually really difficult to do. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, James just texted in saying, do we need to be worried that Tamati Martin hasn't played much footy? No, not at all. You see, the thing with Tamati Martin is he's fit as, he's fit as anything. And what he hasn't got is he hasn't got game time under his belt just where he's actually consistently doing things. And I think that game last week will really tighten him back up. So, you know, Tamati Martin's been around. It's not as if he's, you know, a young kid going to the finals. And you actually need that experience there, that big game experience, um, which is for him as international football. Alongside Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson gets to run the run the cutter. Um, tomorrow, Martin just has to play that part where he's backing him up when he needs to down that uh, right edge. You can call through as well if you want to, 0800 150 if you want to jump aboard the conversation. Joey's actually called in from Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah. You there, Joey? Joey, come in, Joey. Yeah, hello. Hey, mate, how you going, Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good, Kevin. Look, I was just, just uh, asking your producer, look, I think this is the, 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 um, the best time, the best chance the Warriors have got of, um, of, of beating Penrith is, is this game. And so early on in the finals and, and rolling them, now, Brayton Nester made a mistake on the TV last night. He said, he made a comment, he said, oh, he said, once, he said whoever wins out of the... Um, Broncos and the um, and the uh, um, Melbourne. Yep. Um, they'll have to pay Penrith. Now, if I heard that as a Warriors coach, I'd be playing that into my my players and saying they don't give us a chance. They're thinking that Penrith have got to roll got to roll on and keep going. The the biggest the, the biggest thing is Penrith are under the biggest amount of pressure because they've got to win three three in a row. Well, they don't have to, but they they're under pressure to win three in the row. The Warriors have done fantastically well how they are, and I think Sean Johnson's kicking game's going to be huge, Kempe, because I think he's, I think some of his kicks, you know, and nobody's just putting the ball up to, to the fullback and, and him take, bringing it back, because he'll bring it back all, all day long, and he's dangerous, that, that um, uh, their fullback. You've got to kick it along the ground, and I think away from him, you know, otherwise Edwards, Edwards will bring it back and can carve you up, and I just think that this is the best chance and the, the Warriors got of, of, of um, beating Penrith, or probably of anyone beating Penrith, to be honest. Um, if they can roll Penrith, I think they can go all the way, without a doubt. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, look, I think I think the game, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Sammy asked us uh, whether, whether or not we wanted Penrith or the uh, Broncos. I wanted the, I wanted Penrith. I think they, at the time, were uh, right for the take. And I think with Jerome Luai out, they still like that. Um, plus, you get a week off. And if you get another week off, for the Warriors especially, the way that they've played this season, I think I think going into that major preliminary final, they're a definite shot of the grand final. And and that means that this game this weekend is so important. Um how do you do that? Well, the longer you can stay in the game with Penrith, the more the more panicky Penrith get. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to come out yep. and they're going to try and put points on us early, and they're going to try and blow us off the 